Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Travis back with another episode of the Rep by Rep Strength Podcast. So uh, tonight, I just want to give a couple updates from the week, uh, things that I had noticed from, from training this past week and things that I had thought of um, that you may find helpful and interesting. So uh, before we get started, if you are not yet, make sure you get signed up for my newsletter that comes out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can do that at travisbarrett.com backslash email. So, um, secondly, um, some a project that I'm working on that I hope to get finished and published by next week, I'm putting the finishing touches on everything right now, um, is a free Facebook group that is specifically targeted um, for dads. So, being a dad with two kids, um, you know, I, I get it. I absolutely understand the, the busyness of life. And, um, you know, I've, I've figured out my way through uh, training and nutrition and recovery and uh, how to prioritize and get the most, get the best return on my time, so to speak. So um, I just thought I would put together a free Facebook group that is called Strong Dads. And I'm getting the uh, finishing touches put on that, but it will be a private group for dads only. And, uh, you know, in there, it's, it's open to all dads, whether you are, you know, you've never touched a weight before or you're an expert uh, level strength athlete or whatever. Um, the point is that uh, it's going to be a spot where we can talk about training, nutrition, recovery, um, you know, how to optimize your time how to optimize your health and prioritize different stages you may be at. So anyway, uh, that's the second piece of news. So moving on. Um, so this, this past week had a lot of stuff going on. So one of the coolest parts about my, my career is that I, I get the opportunity to work with a wide variety of people. You know, I've, I've worked with everyone from, uh, CEOs, attorneys, um, federal judges, hospitalists, engineers, uh, to athletes that are at divi- that have Division One scholarships and are currently playing Division One football, um, and <clears throat> most recently over the past two years, since I've moved up here to Spokane, <clears throat> I've got the opportunity to work with um, Air Force special operations and also helping guys uh, prepare for um, what's called special tactics squadrons um, and helping them with their their prep work uh, from a physical standpoint and um, helping them train for uh, those positions and so far so good a lot of them we've cleaned up a lot of movement patterns help them get rid of a lot of pain and discomfort that they were having because they had, um, you know, basically imbalances. Uh, we addressed some range of motion issues, and then from there we instilled uh, proficiency in basic movement patterns, and then kind of reset everything and lo- began loading the system again. And then they're hitting new records and they're feeling good, and they're not in any pain. 
which is most important. So, and they can achieve new ranges of motion that they couldn't do before. So, um, anyway, I look at that and I think, you know, these, some of these guys, they're very, very driven and, you know, they are doing things that are very demanding on their body. And, um, you know, I come in and, and help them out and coach them and introduce things that I think, um, are fundamental and someone should have covered with them at the beginning of their career. And I think any good strength coach would, would have done the same, would have made the same decisions I made. You know, they, they would have recognized what these guys needed and helped them out, coached them and told them what they need. And they would have seen improvement. And yet again, uh, this last week I was surprised because I was working with a national level soccer player and she has been playing soccer for, you know, since she was five years old and she's 28, maybe 29. And she came in because she had a hip issue. And, you know, I, I had to look, I had to look at her hip. So I, I basically asked her to, to trot 20 yards, just nice, easy trot. Let me see what's going on. Let me see if she can even do it and then see what kind of, uh, compensation patterns, uh, she's making based on, on her pain level. And anyway, I was like, okay, before we even talk about weight training and all that stuff, has anybody ever worked with you and shown you how to foam roll? Has anybody ever shown you how to uh, perform body tempering or use a lacrosse ball to release tight areas, anything like that? Have you ever taken care of the bottoms of your feet? And her answer to all of it was no. Nobody has ever taken the time to show her um, any of that stuff, which blew my mind, you know. And she said they don't really get into weight training too much. It's more, uh, the sport coach is, uh, interested in, uh, contacts and just getting field time and all that stuff, which is, which is great. But, um, you know, athletes do need to, uh, perform some type of resistance training to some degree. So <laughs> we just went through for about 45 minutes and just used a foam roller and a lacrosse ball and worked from the bottom up. So we started working, you know, with the bottoms of her feet and rolling out her plantar fascia. And then we worked on her calves, hamstrings, quads, uh, upper back, lats, foam roller and the cross ball. And she was full on sweating at different points because of how knotted up she was. And after we would roll each area, I would have her hop up and perform another trot. And every time she would talk about, wow, I feel lighter. I'm in less pain. I don't hurt as bad. I haven't, I've never, I didn't realize my hip could feel like that. You know, things that I consider, um, <laughs> basic. I, I forget at times that, that people often overlook the basics and they, they think there's a lot more to, uh, performance 
they look at the hardest issue first for some reason. They they think it needs to be a lot more advanced than it really is before asking the appropriate question of, you know, have the basics been covered? Yes or no? And have the basics been covered very, very well? Yes or no? And then, only then, after the basics have been covered, can we begin to move into intermediate, advanced, and then elite level um, exercise selection, recovery modalities, and things of that nature? Because people need to think of performance in regards that it's a slow graduation process. You must prove it at each joint angle. You must prove it with every loading uh, loading at that specific joint angle before you can add weight, before you can add um, more exercise, more capacity, all of it. It has to be correct at the most fundamental level before we get into any kind of fancy stuff. So anyway, she's she's been doing great and... You know, we're going to see what she does in terms of compliance with the soft tissue work before we even begin to talk about, um, you know, training and all that stuff as far as, as far as the weight room goes. Because when you work with somebody, what you're looking for first is you're looking to give them a small piece of information, ask them to comply with it, and then see what that compliance rate looks like. Because if their compliance rate sucks, obviously they're going to have terrible results, or they may not even see a result. Um, perfect example. Uh, there was someone I was working with recently online, and they told me they wanted X, Y, and Z result. And I said, okay, great. You know, we line that out, and then I go back and look at the compliance rate, and the compliance rate has been just above 50%. And obviously, this person's results have not been what they had told me they were hoping for. And, you know, you can, you can only do so much. You can only give people so much information. Um, you know, so you start small see what they do, and then if they don't do anything with that, then they haven't earned the right to learn more. So, um, there are a ton of different ways to evaluate, um, you know, you know, KPIs, key, key performance indicators that are both positive and negative, and it depends on the individual, depends on their goals, what they want, what they're going to see as, hey, this is a success or this is a failure. So when I look at that stuff, you know, it's, it's highly specific to the goals of the individual, but what I look at is you're not going to maximize everything all at once. You're going to be better served by looking at one to two metrics that you really want to improve for a given block of training and concentrating on those one to two metrics and then maybe the next block those things that you developed maybe we back off of those slightly and then focus on another one or two metrics that are different that we would like to bring up so to speak so um, you know those those are important things to keep in mind 
when you are looking at uh, training. So, just uh, let's see. That was that was one thing I wanted to bring up from from the past week. Um, another one was uh, what I saw with my daughters the other night. So, my daughters getting them to getting them to eat anything in the summertime is a challenge. So, I've got to look at. All right. What are some, you know, calorically dense foods that are um, that they'll eat that have a high return in terms of like a nutrient profile? So, you know, and what I mean there is like, you know, a handful of cashews is going to be healthier than a pint of ice cream, obviously. So, um, you know, I, I try to get them foods that they enjoy eating, so they'll at least consume something because for some reason uh, their appetite just goes down in the summertime that it's hot they, they just don't want to eat so anyway um, last week they were talking about man we really want noodles we really want uh, noodles from this Chinese restaurant that we always get takeout from and uh, I was like alright cool so I go get them Chinese food come back and <laughs> Um, both, both girls, I've got seven year old and a three year old, both girls are insistent, you know, because the three year old watches whatever the seven year old does and whatever the seven year old is doing, the three year old is trying to do. And, um, anyway, the seven year old decides I want to use chopsticks. All right. She's never used chopsticks before, but she decides she wants to use them. And then my three-year-old looks at her and goes, well, I want chopsticks too. All right, cool. You've never used chopsticks either, so here you go. So if you can imagine, there's two little girls trying to use chopsticks that they've never used before. They've just seen me use them here and there. And they're trying to, trying to eat their noodles. And they are getting increasingly frustrated because they have a chopstick in each hand. And sometimes they'll get frustrated and then put the chopsticks in one hand and then they'll split it up like they can't they're trying to learn how to do it on the fly so (laughs) their whole life they've used forks and spoons and now for some reason they've just decided hey we're gonna jump to chopsticks tonight and I I was laughing just watching them because you know shortly thereafter they wanted to grab a fork or whatever but I thought, man, I see the same thing from people when they're training. Is they want to jump into the most advanced, hardest thing before they've even mastered, you know, the the basics of, you know, like a fork and a spoon, for example. People want to jump in way over their head with, with nutrition. They want to, you know, I want to lose 25 pounds of pure fat over the next 12 weeks. It's like, well, good luck you know, and they haven't even mastered, well, are you compliant with 90% of your meals? Yes or no? Well, I, no, the answer is yes or no. You know, so that's just an example of, I'll see people do that with nutrition. I'll see them do that with training. You know, they'll want to jump into a very complex exercise and loading parameters 
and do all of these things before they've mastered, well, can you even squat your body weight? Okay, cool, you did it once out of those 10 reps, you did a good job. Can you do it all 10 times in a row? Those are things I, I look at. Um, but I would, I would urge you to ask those questions, you know, when you're, when you're making any kind of, of uh, goals or uh, giving yourself any kind of KPI for evaluating success or failure of a cycle. So anyway, just a couple things I, I thought of and uh, wanted to bring you up to speed to on this week from this week. So uh, final thing that I just now remembered is that if you have, you know, tweaked a muscle or, um, you know, you were just moving around and something just feels off and it's not feeling right, as long as it is not a major injury of some kind, and major injuries like you're going to the ER or there's severe discoloration, you know, things like that. As long as you don't have anything like that going on, let me give you some advice. Do not just stop moving. Because a lot of people will get will tweak something or injure something mildly. And then they'll just use that as an excuse to take the next six, eight, 12 weeks off and obviously see no progress. I would suggest you get out and do what you can with what you've got, even including the injured limb, if it's a, you know, if it's a limb. And here's why. If I've tweaked my knee and my knee hurts, I'm still going to work it through as much range of motion as I can, and I'll go as slow as I need to, but I will still work it through as much range of motion as I can, as frequently as I can tolerate, because that will bring more blood to the area. If there is more blood brought to the area, then I'm going to have more red blood cells carrying oxygen to the area, and it's going to help it heal at a quicker rate. The people who have injuries last longer are the ones who stop all movement and don't do anything. So again, going back to my analogy here of, you know, if I've tweaked my knee, rather than just stop all movement, if I've tweaked my right knee, I'm going to still walk as much as I'm able. I'm going to work my left leg as much as I'm able. And then I'm going to obviously train my upper body as much as I can. And I'm going to do as much as I can for as long as I can tolerate. And then from there, I may modify or adjust things. So if it is a knee, maybe I go get in the pool and swim around in the pool for an hour. Or maybe for conditioning purposes, I get on an arm ergometer and do something like that. Don't get married to it must be this and it must be that as far as exercise goes. Be creative. Think of different ways you can modify things. So anyway, realize it's a lot of info from tonight. So if you have questions about anything, uh, please drop me a line at jtbarrettfitness at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All right. Enjoy your week.